are you finding from your database that the majority of residents who are looking at it are international residents or are you and looking going into the US or is it US residents looking for international fellowships? Bit of both. What what are the opportunities available? Every database usually has you know strengths in terms of where they're able to um, and what types of fellowships are being offered. Can you give a broad example of what that would be like? Sure, thanks more for the question. It is actually a question which I asked myself, like who are we serving? Who is profiting actually after one year of doing that platform? Who is um, using it? And if we see we have like 64% of participants are actually future fellows, right. people who are um, actually looking for fellowships. So as you said, they are residency and at the end of the residency, yeah. usually between fourth and six years, who are trying to uh, seek another opportunity. We see that 30% um, about are from the um, previous fellows who are trying to mentor and teach the next generation. Right. What we see also is that we didn't reach as much fellowship providers as we would love to and we would like to. We have now about more than 280 fellowships, but right. most of these fellowships are added by previous fellows and okay. added by fellows who know about these fellowships and be added to the program. Also what we do, um, we control all of these fellowships before they get published so that we see, yeah, internet address is uh, right and contact yeah. person is correct. So that all of the information available is um, the way it is. And um, there's big people from India, Asia, from Middle East. Most of the people are coming from these countries trying to get fellowship in the USA, in Canada, in Australia. Sure. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's the tendency we have now. We have less people from the States and from Australia who are going abroad. We have, we have much more coming from South going to the North Hemisphere. Sure, I mean, that would kind of make sense too. How has this been impacted right now with travel restrictions? I mean, I imagine that um, it's very difficult for people to be able to travel and the uncertainty uh, of getting to fellowships because of international travel is probably for the next six months, probably very difficult. Some have been projecting out to a year. Have you noticed challenges with that in terms of just fellowship offerings and you know being yes. more insular to the country rather than international definitely we had a lot of um, cancellation even interesting enough people who were on fellowships so they were there already and they arrived they went through the whole process they had to be sent home or their countries asked yeah. them to go back or sometimes the fellowship providers themselves doesn't if you are in elective surgery or if you are doing research a lot of research fellows they were sent back just to say, okay, you can do home office, you can do research from uh, home, and then we will get you back when that country is in a better state. So we had people from Australia, actually, who were on fellowship in Europe, in France, for instance, who got back to Australia. We had the same round, uh, the other way around, where people from Canada who were doing the uh, fellowship in Australia, and they had to go back to Canada. So there is a little bit of uh, moving around for people and yeah, yeah. fellows. And now there are more and more people applying for next year or the year after. Um, 2020 is not a fellowship year. I yeah, yeah it'll be a bit of a challenge, I'd imagine. But um, for those of you who are online, if you have any questions or comments around any of these tools, please do um, feel, free to, feel free to comment. But while you're thinking about something, um, let me ask you, uh, Alexander, about BMED. So you're, you're making the, 
the hope that it's kind of the evidence in, of all things, right? So you're bringing, like you, you had this funnel that said, you know, you bring it up to date and you bring in the view medi or you bring in videos, you bring in all kinds of content and it's participatory. How is that, uh, how has that worked for you? I guess from a point of view of um, operationally, how does it work? How, when you say up to date, for example, are you working with up to date to bring in the data or are you more talking about conceptually it's like up to date? Yeah, well, I'm not working with up to date. Um, uh, the concept already exists and I have to admit that I, I, I copy some of the concept. Um, we, we copy Wikipedia because um, the basis of wiki is free so you can you can take it that what we uh, we did and they are really happy with this kind of uh, concept uh, yeah the, the goal was really to provide everything what is good around uh, orthopedic surgery yes. in order to, to do a better teaching the difficult part is you need to have a skeleton meaning it's very difficult to stimulate the community if nothing is written so you need to to help at the beginning exactly like wikipedia you know it, it took for wikipedia some years to begin and then when it was on it's uncontrollable everybody was adding some information but at the beginning you need you, you need if you are a key opinion leader of one of the joints you need to to put to add some some information and how do you like police that for why and maybe you can't maybe maybe as you said it's with wiki right like how like how do you know that someone who's putting forward something is putting something that is truly evidence-based or truly accurate, you know, like on YouTube, for example. Correct. There's so, great, great data and very bad data. Um, so first of all, yeah. we, we, we control the, the subscription, the inscription. So this is the first point. The second point is as soon as somebody add an information, it's controlled by a group of uh, key OL. Okay. Um, and then if the, the surgeon or the sports med uh, anyway add valuable information five times he's free to to write everything that he wants okay there is okay. at the beginning control exactly the way wikipedia is doing okay got it got it okay got it now um so we have uh, actually one of the guests is one um of our collaboration between the two platforms. And it shows exactly what happened. So Muhammad Ibrahim is here. Okay. He is the Egyptian hospital surgeon yeah, who got to know about the platform and met Alex. So I would like to let him- Yeah, please, yeah, share, 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 how, it, share how the experience has been. Uh, first of all, can I just answer one question because yeah. uh, a friend of mine is listening, Michel Ruiz. Thank you for coming, uh, Michel. He's asking how we, how can we avoid the the, bar the barrier language on uh, on BMED, and we we decided, and this is maybe not good, but I I, I won't be able to control like Wikipedia an encyclopedia written in thirty two languages. This this is for me impossible. So we decided that it will be in English because this is probably nowadays the the medical language yes and i'm not sure it's going to change in the future and i'm i'm, so, I'm sorry for this michelle but um we we had to take some decision and uh, i choose the the easiest way got it great so mohammed did you want to speak a little bit about your experience of fellowship you mean 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the um, my experience. You, uh, unmute yourself. You are still on mute, Muhammad Ibrahim. Okay. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Hello. We can hear you. We can hear you. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mahi. How are you? <laughs> okay. Uh, I have uh, spent uh, about six months with Alex. Uh, and I left him before, just before the corona. <laughs> and also I met Mahi uh, about a couple of times in Switzerland and uh, they were very nice with me. Uh, Alex was very gentleman and uh, he learned me a lot. He teached me a lot and uh, I have uh, uh, contributed with him in, uh, in much publications, in about six publications uh, through the six months. Still, uh, I'm going, uh, uh, now I am in Egypt and still collaborate with him in another publications. So a very nice, uh, very nice opportunity with, with very nice food. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Anyone else have any comments? Here, I, I see, I, is there anyone here online who's a resident in training? Yeah, hang on. Oh, hi. okay, great. So, 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 can you speak a little bit about your experience? Like, like, what, what is your pre pressure point when you're thinking about fellowships? And and maybe we can get a discussion around. You know, what are the issues that are challenging for you? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I guess more of a question that I have is. Oh, sure, please. Um. Sometimes uh, you mentioned this, uh, Mohi, that uh, reality doesn't always match up with expectations in terms of fellowships. Um in terms of you may think that a fellowship that you're going to, uh, you know, it's got a great name, but maybe not the best operative experience. In terms of your platform, how do you provide that information in a sensitive way or give prospective fellows an opportunity to reach out to former fellows to get a more realistic idea of what the fellowship is actually like? Yes, uh, I give it a lot of thought how to do this in, an, in a good way because most of the fellowships, some are, have a big name, some are more in the research, some are more in the surgery. So it's not like one is better or worse than the others. So what we developed something called the fellowship score and it is five parts and each part, one is about mentorship, one is about the fellowship, the clinical part, one is about the research and it gets a total of 100 points. Also social part, like the country, the city, how safe it is for your family. So they are like easy to go 15 questions, which you just choose one, the best answer. So it takes like two minutes to answer it. That is one part to be able to compare different fellowships together. So you can say, okay, I'm looking for more research fellowship. So I can take those who are, have more points in research or I wanna go more operative, so you can take these who are more operative and you can use the simple filters on the platform to uh, help you with that. After that, you have direct contact to the person who gives the uh, fellowship or gives their feedback. So you can contact them because it's only not when you go and travel abroad. Fellowship is a big part of it, but I said there are like three parts. One is the mentorship, so that's the person himself. One is the training. And the third part, also important, and we cannot underestimate it, is the traveling part. And taking your family, I had two kids, I had my wife, she has her own office, she has her work, I had my work, so we had to leave everything, leave our country, leave our house, our car, go ahead, 
and then you have to find a new school for your kids. You have to find a place to live. You have to find a car. You have, you have, you have. And all of this stuff is not actually um, the mentor who has to take you through it. It's not the fellowship provider. It's more the ex-fellows where you get the tips and tricks. Yeah, go get your apartment from here. I took the car from uh, Greg Cunningham, who was previous fellow. He was working also in Geneva. And just by contacting him, being able to contact him before I arrived. Same with the apartment. There was like, we had the fellow car. So I gave the car after I left to the following fellow. We had an apartment, which we gave from one fellow to the other. So there is a lot, a lot of important information which you get directly from the person who has been before you. Also getting which certificates you need, which stamps, where you can translate your documents. There are plenty of things which are local to the country you come from. So you can always filter the people with the countries you come from, with your speciality, with your subspecialities, so that you contact direct the person who are really interested uh, of your interest. Oh yeah, I have a question. What, what is, according to you, the best length of fellowship? If we think about what you learn, what you published, how does it cost, if you can let the family at home and, uh, and so on, is it six months, 12 months? What, what for you and what is the experience with your website? Uh, six months is a decent time where you can really learn something. You can, if you plan it well, you can start uh, your study or your um, research project before you arrive. For instance, going through the ethic committee, getting your approval before you arrive. And then once you are there, you can work on your research during this six months. It is also enough time for you to learn the surgical skills you will require. So I think it's also acceptable time which you go out of your family if you don't want to get the whole family with you to be apart for six months. It's, um, it's a little bit easier than one whole year. Anyone have any other uh, experiences or comments you'd like to make around fellowship experience or around um, the issue of you know, the challenges with, with fellowships? So one point I will raise though is I know this is for fellows who are doing and having the interaction. Is there any way that fellowship supervisors can also communicate? Because um, it's the same point, right? So you heard, you heard someone just say, um, Aaron, I think just said that, you know, how do we know, you know, uh, if expectations are matched from the resident, from the fellow side? What about the supervisor side? Is there a way that they can communicate? Sure. The um, fellowship or providers, I, um, fellowship provider, they have, whenever somebody applies to them, they get direct contact with that person. Yeah. They don't have usually a, a lot of um, resources because they don't have um, a lot of experience of this fellow doing a lot of fellowships previously, but they can contact his mentors. He will give the contact details. So that way is also open. We connect the three of them always. So you can also stay in touch with your previous fellows. So you can grow your, this family because it's started by a fellowship but ends up as a friendship and it's lifetime friendship. Mm -hmm. So you keep in contact with your previous fellows through the platform as well. Very good, okay, that's very good. That's interesting. Um, is there anyone else who has any comments? I wanna make sure that we get everyone a chance to ask a question or make a comment if they have. We have Liang, he's a fellow from Germany now. I don't know if he is interested in uh, sure. his opinion. Liang, are you available? 
Hello, good evening. Hello. Uh, my name is Liang Gao. Uh, I'm working as a research fellow in uh, in uh, Dalan University Mag Center, Germany. I'm very glad to meet you uh, all here. Thank you very much. I have a question for uh, uh, regarding the my fellow uh, .com. Uh, Dr. Taha, you have made a lot of uh, clinic fellow and research fellow in different countries. How do you com compare, uh, make a general uh, summary of different uh, uh, styles, characteristics in different regions? For example, the European styles, the US styles, mm. or the Australian styles? Sure. Um, you want to know from about the fellows? or the fellowship itself, like about the people or the fellowship itself? Uh, actually, uh, the teaching styles or, uh, yeah, mostly the education styles, uh, do they have any, uh, any kind of uh, emphasize in which, which kind of uh, aspect? Sure, so there is, I mean, you, you cannot really generalize the whole country or like a whole bunch of different specialties. So first, it's very different from each specialty to the other. Then it's very depending on the mentor himself. And then it's depending also regulations inside the country. So for instance, if you go to the United States and you did your USMLE exams, so you, it can be an hands-on fellowship. So it's, you can do, you can scrub in, you can do your operations. You can still go to the US if you don't have the exams, but it would be more like an observership. And if you go to Australia, and if you get the license before you get there, then you can also operate, you can have hands-on, you can do research, but if you go without the license, you can still go, you can go, probably it's better to go for like four weeks or six weeks as an observership so that you watch and get also a lot of teaching and a lot of experience without having to go through the English exam, all of the license, because the paperwork takes about six months and it costs about $8,000. So these are factors which you need to put in mind as well. There was one question I think um, that we had regarding what's the right time to start thinking about a fellowship? So is this in your third year, your fourth year, unlikely your final year, I'd imagine, because of interviews and processes, but what's, what's been the typical time in which you start thinking about a fellowship? I think um, probably two years before starting the fellowship is a good time to start thinking about it, start doing research. Applications are usually uh, one and a half to one year before the fellowships are open so that you can apply for it. And usually you get a decision between one year or six months before the fellowship starts. So for the interviews and for getting actually this, taking the decision is an important part of the process. Yeah. And I would recommend that you take really time in searching and researching and contacting previous fellows before deciding on a fellowship. Very good. Any other questions? I know we're near the end here of the session. It's been a really interesting session. Alexander, you had something you want to say, I think. Yeah, there is a very interesting question of uh, Michel Ruiz um, about the, the feedback uh, on training center in order to be considered in the platform. And Michel, I think that the platform, uh, myfellowship.com is absolutely great for me because it allows me, you know, to, to at the beginning to say what are my expectations. And Mohamed Ibrahim can, can approve. It has been for him very, very difficult to, to enter in Switzerland. It has been a mess. It has even been 
difficult to stay. And since the beginning, he knew that it was going to be a difficult and a long process. But the rules are like this. It takes eight to eight months, uh, eight to nine months to be to have the all the paper that are done and this is written on the website meaning that since the beginning we the the, the people know what are the requirements and this okay. is uh, something yeah. very important no that, very very helpful um any final thoughts any questions before we close up it's been a really interesting session to hear about sort of online and how your online uh, platforms are collaborating towards getting information out very rapidly, probably more than any other time in history have we needed to think about online tools. I mean, we, here we are now as part of an online tool uh, communicating. I would like to say something. I would like to say that my, myfellowship.com is an incredible platform because it will help you to find the right mentor and mentorship is the key. I, I went 13 years ago, I did my first fellowship with Gilles Valch, and this, this surgeon organized all my career. He, 13 years later, first of all, he became a friend, but he always answered the phone, answered my question. He still helps me for development, for everything. So you need to go, you need to find the right persons at the beginning. And myfellowship.com will, will uh, allow you to do this. Very good endorsement. I like that. Any final comments from you, Mohi, before we um, close the session? Yes, I mean, um, during the globalization, and uh, as you said, the post-COVID time and the virus is everywhere and reducing the travel impact, this is also where I see the opportunity for people attending conferences virtually, getting the credits for the continuing medical education we all need without having to travel and without getting that all of these costs and time spend it. And that's why we see the big potential in BMET. And that's why we also cooperate together to make the world a better place. I like say. that. It's a very nice way. On that note, why don't we end on that very positive note? Thank you again, gentlemen. Thank you for those who attended. Um, and uh, we look forward to great things from both platforms. Thanks again. Thanks more for the invitation. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Take care, everyone. Bye, Mohamed. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys.